You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes, network TV's number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's that's your your problem. Six, seven, eight. The cat's in the cradle and the silver spoons. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When are you coming home? But I don't know when. But we'll get together then, son. We're gonna have a good time then. Oh, oh, oh good stuff, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah groovy. Yeah. Things have been so much better in this impound lot ever since we invited you guys over. Yeah. 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 Hardy, Ed, I can't say I can't say how much you've meant to us. Hardy, your voice sounded like velvet on that. Thanks. It's it's been a while since I've spoken out loud. It it's a dream. Yeah, yeah. And Ed, you were nothing but the softest butter on that song. Oof. Oh, thank you, You very carried much. that. You carried that bass line. We had to stay real quiet in the El Camino so that the the police don't come and kick us out of it. I told Sarah that we shouldn't have gone over and uh, knocked on your El Camino window to uh, see if you guys wanted to come over to our trailer, but I'm glad that she told me we should, because it was the best decision we made all week. Yeah, I'm glad. You guys are the biggest risk pictures I've met in a long time. Wow, that means a lot. Yeah. All right. Rehearse again, same time tomorrow night? You just knock on the window. We do not have a clock. All right, take your sheet music. Thank you, thank you. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay the fuck down! Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Welcome back to the airwaves, hero heads. You are listening to Please Save Me. I am your intrepid number one host on the ones and twos, Mr. Ben Flores. Hey, you hero freaks. I'm Sarah Black, and I'm back for another up. Sarah Black with the Sarah Black Attack. Uh, please save me. We are uh, we have come to the end of another school season, and uh, just like they said in tonight's episode, school's, school's out. out. Forever. forever yeah wow and ben i feel like you're gonna kill me for saying it and uh please j- get your hand off my Sharpening neck my knives yeah um but I, I just gotta say what an insane episode how are they gonna top themselves after that they're gonna need to build uh, another story on the tower of terror yeah and they're gonna need to put a 14th floor on there and we will get to our uh, guest here in, a, in just a second here. Uh, you may have just heard him uh, yuck, yucking and chuckling. Uh, yucking have, and chucking. Yucking and chucking, uh, <laughs> as they say in the biz. Uh, we, are, uh, we are excited to uh, get into tonight's episode, uh, but of course we are both flying high uh, from the episode and from, uh, uh. we just had a little band practice before this. Oh yeah, that was really good. Um, I guess I, I just feel like we're maybe getting ahead of ourselves by talking about the band before it's like fully like before we have a repertoire. Yeah, we don't even have a name yet. Yeah. 
So if you guys want to submit a name, uh, use the hashtag uh, Ben and Sarah's band name. That's Ben and Sarah apostrophe S's band name. And uh, you can uh, go ahead and uh, go to Patreon and sponsor us at uh, Ben and Sarah Creating, Getting the Band Back Together. Yep. Uh, So thank you in advance for your support. Uh, And I think now it's probably time to introduce our guests. And I'm really, really excited. Um, We have two guests on this week for the first time. Um, So double the pleasure, double the fun. Uh, Later tonight, we'll be talking about how to uh, save a life, uh, but these two might tell us a little something about how to make a life. How to bring a life into the world. So we have uh, Francis and Rita Wentz with us today. Hello. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for joining us. It is very good to be here. It is such a pleasure. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Uh, We're glad glad that you guys were able to find the place. Yeah. Oh, Oh, no trouble at all. Oh, we come by here about, what would you say? We circle the block daily, uh, scanning and searching. Oh, love that. Love that spirit. So, Are you guys looking for some truck parts or? Just people watching. Real slice of life around here, I tell you. So you may be wondering who Francis and Rita are. And uh, I mean, I can give a little bit of a backstory. Um, So we reached out to Rita and Francis quite a few weeks ago. I found them on Facebook because I'm trying I was trying to get access to one of the writers for the show and Rita and Francis are parents to one of the writers on That's Chicago right. Heroes. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to them on Facebook wondering if they could put me in touch with their son, um Paul and um they they did give me his Facebook but um, after they kind of made the e introduction, he didn't really end up responding to me on anything. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, why not have the people who created the genius in the room, the the genius makers, the baby makers? And we appreciate it. We we really do. And we appreciate you for being so understanding that we only have one Facebook page. He refuses to get one. I don't trust it. Can you tell him to get his own Facebook page? I, I'm tired of sharing it. I, I have I'm to not give him my do it. password. It just, it seems personal. I'm not going to get online again. Not after what happened. I'm just sick and tired of forwarding all your emails. You guys really are using Facebook the way that people used uh, Hotmail accounts in the early 90s. That's you have right. One of your, we, it was hard actually at first to track you down because your Facebook page was uh, the Tired Hungry Wince Mommy and Daddy Plus One was the mm-hmm. name of your <laughs> Facebook page mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. at hotmail.com. And that was, mm-hmm. uh, I told Sarah, I was like, I'm not sure that that's them. And I, once again, I was that wrong. That is, that is us. But it's descriptive, no. Rita named us. You both. Rita uh, named it. Do you, did that's you like it? my baby. And if you didn't like it, then maybe. No, we like every no, baby you've ever made. No, it's very descriptive. You both have uh, sagging bags under your eyes and uh, your tummies have been uh. grumbling this whole time. Uh. They're roaring. Rip roaring. Well, th- I appreciate you noticing that, Ben. Thank you. Sorry, we don't have any food food in the uh, the trailer. It's uh, Mike. Mike at the impound lot has a strict no snacks policy. Oh, that's okay. Well, we- and we also had an ant problem. Yeah. Oh, okay. We had a bad ant problem. Uh, we uh, we tried to. We were trying to bring a bunch of ants in, raise some ants to make a little bit of cash. a farm. A we had farm. An ant farm. Yeah. Yeah, we had an ant farm. Uh, I met a guy. This guy messaged me, told me that uh, we could flip. Uh, we could flip these ants for uh, 2.5 times their value. And what would that be per ant? Each of those ants runs about a uh, fifth of a cent. Okay, so that would be... Well, well, There's well, about 100 of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're flipping ants. 
and two and a half times the value, and they're a fifth. Okay, um, Rita, you're the math. What? So it's about. Uh, I think we, we seven point five dollars an ant. Is that what it comes out to? We could have pulled in a good uh, seven seven point five dollars seven fifty all total. Wow, about that. Yeah, wow. which is enough to buy a couple bags of Dorit- Doritos or, or a hot dog at Soligans. Am I right? <laughs> Oh my gosh, a real hero head over here. A real hero head. Wow, that's (laughs) in the flesh. I'm loving it. I would love it. I would love it if we could take a trip down to Silicon's one day and hang out with the heroes. I would love it. Love it or leave it. Unfortunately, neither of us is allowed within... Two blocks of Sulligans. Oh, wow. Yeah, neither are we. We got a restraining order. Is that six blocks? Six blocks? They were generous to you. Wow, you can get within four four blocks closer than... Yeah. Than we were trying to get myself. autographs from the uh, Sprouse twins uh, during a taping. Yeah. Uh, they said, you got to wait till after the taping. You can't come down here and try to get autographs during the taping. Uh, yeah, but we- I was like... I mean, I was trying to like kind of get my hand into the scene so that I like had a credit in the episode and then maybe like I could have a little bit more access for the podcast. So I was kind of doing it for us. She had one hand on the uh, on the touch tunes machine. She was just selecting uh, Born to Run over and over. I got one hand in my pocket and the other one is on the the touch touch tunes. tunes. Yeah. Rita gets it. Rita, that was beautiful. Sarah, you as well. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. we couldn't get your beautiful little baby boy Paul on the show. But Why does we've Paul got have a different last you. name? Oh, Paul Chris Speak. Paul Chris Speak. Yeah, Chris the Speak. head writer. Yes. Uh, Paul, uh, well, Rita, should, where should we start on this well, here? Well, for starters, he didn't think that Wentz was a very good last name. Uh-huh. When he was a little kid, he was like, don't call me that. Don't call me that. Uh-huh. Broke our hearts. That was the first heartbreak that we went Because through. you were yeah. calling him by his full name often. Often. That's right. Yes. Morgan Wentz. Lots of times he was in trouble. And you know what you have to do? You got to use his full name. Full name, full shame. Say Morgan Alabaster Wentz. Get your tiny rear down here. Get your tiny alabaster ass in the kitchen. And he did. And does he have a small bottom? Not anymore. Well, I guess he learned. Not anymore. It's a little bit bigger, but it's still cute. Aww. So he changed. So he pulled. He changed his uh, first name and his last name and his middle name as well. Actually, he did not like Alabaster. He didn't like Alabaster. And what did he change that to? Uh, was it Vermilion? It's Chartreuse. I always get that mixed up. Paul Chartreuse. Paul Chartreuse. Chris Speak. Yep, Paul Chartreuse, Chris Beak. Here he is on IMDb. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. born 1984. That's right. Pirates wow. of the Caribbean at World's End. That's yes. right. That's I forgot right. that he w- helped write that. Mm-hmm. You can see a lot of us in that movie, if I, if I, don't, if I do say so myself. Just like your sense of humor and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the you know the character with this the tentacles coming out of it the the chin. That was me. That was me. Cause he always hated bath time. He'd always look at me and he'd be like, "Get me out of here! Get me out!" And I would say, "Get your alabaster ass back in the bath." And you know the big twister at the end with the with the big whirlpool. Yeah, that's yeah. that is when the water would be leaving the bath. And he would scream and scream and scream. He'd mm-hmm. Say you're. Because you, because you would make him sit in the bath uh, until the, all the water drained out, and right? we would say these are all your pirate friends drowning to death. 
How does it make you feel, Morgan? Well, a baby's got to learn, and if you don't, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't, if you don't uh, scare a baby with some stuff early, they're never gonna get strong. Yeah, and it's nice because you didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, they're gonna end up. Uh, it is nice. It was a large <laughs> drain. It was a large drain. He was. He was at risk. He was at risk of going An down. At it. risk youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. You know, uh, my uh, my parents always wanted to get one of those installed when I was a kid. One of those. Uh, a large drain. Yeah, a large drain. They they tried. They had a guy out, and he said that our plumbing couldn't accommodate it. But and they oh, went to pretty much every contractor in town. They said we got this weak little kid. We need to get a large drain in here so that he has something to be afraid of and uh, no one would do it. And what kind of house are you living in if you don't have a 13 and a half inch drain? Huh? It was a two-story ranch. Back when I uh, was oh, allowed at Sullivan's, I they called me a large drain because I could pound a bunch of beers in a record amount of time. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Thanks. What was and, your all-time record? Um, seven beers in 60 seconds. That's amazing. So it is a functioning bar on set. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. You know, the only time I was there, it was dark. Um, we had to we had to sneak in, uh, but luckily uh, Rita had uh, gotten there early and put some gum on the inside of the door handle, so we were able to take some photos oh. uh, inside the bar. But it wasn't a functioning bar because it was closed. So mm-hmm. they keep it open during hiatus, um, and. Yeah, we just hired a couple of our friends to come in and bartend, and then like I, Ben and I would sit at the bar and just like knock back some beers and talk about you know life on the job and stuff like that. So like if you think about it, it was open. Yeah, they had a special uh, deal. It was supposed to be sort of like a Make a Wish type of deal where you could like you could like have your real party on the set of Chicago Heroes, uh, but they accidentally wow. left the website unlocked for you to book it. So we paid a pretty penny and we. Uh, we were able to rent out Silvigans for an evening when they were on hiatus. Now, yeah. might I say, I do think it's wonderful that they do let those sick children get wasted one time uh, before, you know, fate takes uh, its cruel knife to their throat. Is that the expression? Well, they yeah, they do only let the uh, kids who are destined for the guillotine uh, have this particular deal. Yep. Off with their heads, little French, uh, little, little French, French children. Boys you would actually be surprised. Butts. You would be surprised at uh, how many uh, tiny butted French French uh, boys are fans of Chicago heroes. Yeah, the Absolutely. second most of our downloads outside of the U.S. Maybe it's because a tiny butted boy wrote the episode. Maybe it is. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the episode that happened this week, I feel like we should probably dive in um, to this really cool Splash. kind of teen <laughs> rump. <laughs> I love these guys. Um, I feel like we should dive in, um, splash, to the episode School's Out Forever. Um, uh, Teen Rump, uh, a lot of fun, very much in the vein Mm -hmm. of like John Hughes. uh, Mm -hmm. Dazed and Confused, kind of a... Kind of a teen Mm -hmm. romp, last day of school. Yeah, a real romp. It was a real romp. Yeah. A romp. Yeah, it was a romp. Uh, So it was the last day of school. A bunch of teenagers hanging out at like one of their rich friends' uh, parents' mansion while they were off in Palm Springs, and everybody. The Tamara, keg- I think, was her name. Was Tamara, that yeah, Tamara, yeah, 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 Tamara. Oh yeah, my god, uh, great. Tamara and her twin sister yesterday, <laughs> both graduating <laughs> seniors from uh, Chicago High School, uh, and they had uh, their parents who liked to summer in Palm Springs. Oh, of course, of course. We're out of town for the weekend. And so there was the big teen uh, kind of sex party. 
right, uh, right. Prank, like prank prank party sex mm-hmm. party drugs party sort mm-hmm. of uh, classic <laughs> skateboarding classic party. skateboarding dirt biking kind of party <laughs> all hand in hand in hand in hand in hand in hand like a party from clueless or like a party from she's all that like somebody uh, was a bet like there was a girl who was a bet and she like was mm-hmm. ugly because she had glasses and overalls but then she was hot and she was a bet she kept taking her glasses off throughout the whole episode like over and <laughs> who has that many glasses did you notice that 14 different pairs I was like who's costing me this thing that's brilliant I'm, I lost count but I'm glad that somebody was counting and then there was that uh, and, and uh, there was the nerd who had asked the hot girl to uh prom who had paid the hot girl to go to prom with mm-hmm, him and then she mm-hmm. ended up really falling in love with him right right but he was never gonna love her for real because i liked how they set up that that mm-hmm. uh he ended up finding the glasses girl mm-hmm. yeah yeah and they true deserve love's each other first kiss yeah true really, love's really did happen mm-hmm. and a little a uh, little more than that this episode was a little nc-17 yeah true love's first grope more like it was so sad that girl took the money for the date and then she just went and bought a bunch of coke and just went rip roaring down the street it was heartbreaking. It was it was so mm-hmm. sad, but it was also it was also very uh, cool. Very cool. cool. It was really <laughs> it cool was really too, cool. though, wasn't it? I did think she was cool was, for that. It was not cool. It was not. cool. I have never wanted to do cocaine more than I did tonight <laughs> watching that teen girl rip roar down the street. No. Oh, Rita, yeah. don't pretend we weren't both hard as a rock during that. The things I do at home, as opposed to the things I do in public, and in a trailer webcam nonsense, it's nobody's business. When I get hard, I'm by myself. Oh, we're just recording a cassette tape for Ben and Sarah here. We're just, you know, no one's going to hear this. We can talk about none of these cams are real. I know that we have a a whole lot of sort of amateur cam setups all around the room here. None Mm -hmm. of those are working. It's just because I cosplay as a cam girl. Sarah cosplays as a cam girl. The the cams? Oh, like if I threw one over my shoulder and was like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a director. I'm a camera guy." Oh wow, that's smart. That's really smart. I've that, actually never thought about that. Yeah, that is a great idea. And while we're at it, we could actually go. Uh, I could sneak up behind one of their camera operator guys and grab the cam off his shoulder, and then yeah, or just be like, "Hey, buddy, can I help you?" And like, are your arms getting tired? And he'd be like, oh my God, yeah, my arms are so tired. And That's then so helpful it. of you. Yeah, and then I'd take it and I'd hold it and I'd be like, well, it's not, it's mine now. And I'm the camp, I'm the captain now and I'm filming. Oh, so. wow. I guess I'll just go find a new job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're going to do that, make sure to size them up first, you know, size them up, strip them down, leave the stuff in a dumpster. Yeah, you wouldn't want to end up, uh, you wouldn't want to end up looking like the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I thought you were about to say you wouldn't want to end up looking like a Mardi Gras from this most recent episode. Mardi Gras. You would not. Who was? uh, He was wearing that big oversized float, uh, that big oversized minions costume. This whole episode. Yeah, that was really fun. Well, he was at the 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 party, and he thought he could get away with it, didn't he? (laughs) And he didn't. He oh, he did not. Those kitties beat him like a pinata. Yeah, I thought he was a pinata at first. Up. I think that they all thought it. They were all blazed, uh, blazed on uh, crack cocaine. coke and crack and weed and <laughs> yeah. very cool and, stuff. And, trippers and downers. Yeah, and trippers and downers. Flippers and, and uppers dippers. And uppers and fuckers. Using and, uh, the Mr. Warbucks's um, golf clubs. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot they were here. I thought it was a little bit of a strange set. I thought that the murderer at the party was going to be doing the murdering, but then suddenly the children... Are murdering him. 
Yeah. And I think, I mean, here's what I'm going to say. I think it was a really interesting artistic choice to make the party um, before the cops were called to make that all like the first 35 minutes of the hour episode. I Mm -hmm. thought that was a really interesting Mm -hmm. choice. So it's like, we really built this world up and we like knew who all these kids were and we cared so much about them, which I think is really important. I think, and sometimes in other shows, like other network shows that I'm not going to name network or anything. Yeah. Like they don't really, um, focus on getting me to give a shit about these peripheral characters. And I felt like they were my best friends. I felt like I was partying right with them on hallucinogens, hallucinogens and carcinogens. And, um, I feel like every time I watch young Sheldon, it's like two minutes into the episode and we're already at a uh, bail hearing. Yeah. (sighs) Come on. Give me a little exposition here. Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot of exposition. Make me care. And yeah, so then the last few minutes of the episode were really just the cops coming and um, this break- was one of those classic 38 minute Chicago Heroes episodes. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. all one shot. It was one. All one shot. That was what I loved was the fluid handheld camera movement sort of oh through the party. I mean, yeah. I, right. That party looked like it was really happening. It looked like it was really happening. Like they just gave these kids a bunch of booze and said, you know, let it uh, let it rip. You know, this I think Rip was my my favorite episode so far, uh, and it doesn't surprise me because very little dialogue. Paul Morgan, <laughs> not an expert on dialogue, uh, so we weren't surprised that the the showers only took the reins here uh, and let the directors really run wild with it. So, has that always been one of the features of your son's writing? Is uh, that it's not very good? <sighs> I, I thought it was s- great. I don't want to say that, but that there's a lot of room for improvisation. Oh, yes, yes. I think he trusts his actors. Oh, if he trusted his actors, I think maybe, you know, give give Keith Richards some lines in At World's End, you know? Maybe let him do some talking. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, uh, I, feel like I don't Keith know about Richards you, but in the, cut, lines. in the cut of World's End that I saw, he was just sort of paragl- paras- parasailing behind the boat. For most of the movie. What a waste. What a waste. I mean, what does this guy get paid? You know? I don't uh, even know. It just 47K. $47,000 to make that movie. How many ants is that? I don't know how many. Uh, you'd have to fill this whole trailer up with ants to, to make 47K. Pretty soon it will be full of ants. We're about 47, 7K in the, in the hole. hole producing, yeah, in the producing this hole. thing. Is that... An, is it... Ants live in a hole. I don't know where ants live. They live in our trailer. They live in a hill? But isn't the hill just a raised oh, a hill. hole? Isn't a hill just a raised hole when you really think about it? Yeah, it's like a convex hole. Who decided that the sky is made of nothing and the ground is made of something? How come ground sticking into the sky can't be a hole in the sky? That's what I want to know. So anyway, the cops show up at the at Tamara's house. And really killing everyone's buzz. Yeah, really harshing the vibe. Um, they did a sort of a fun kind of Abbott and Costello gag when they showed up at the house and they were like, Tamara, Tamara. And she's like, uh, yesterday, yesterday. And they were like, we're looking for Tamara. And she's like, I'm yesterday. And they were like, we're, we're looking for Tamara. Is Tamara present? And she was like, uh, Tamara's present, but I'm yesterday. And it was, that was funny. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm great. cracking up thinking about it now. And so everybody kind of scattered, which was fun, like um, very typical of a party like that where everybody just kind of like run in different directions and try to get uh, out of the grasp of the police. But I think, I mean, I, it was horrifying to watch all those kids 
try to climb over that barbed wire fence and then impale themselves as they were climbing over. So that's, and then um, they all fled to try to get to the bat to the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. And then a few other kids knocked over these barrels that had like XXX drawn on them. And then somebody's lighter fell out of their pocket and it lit all on fire. It turns out it was gasoline. So then everything caught on fire and some kids were on the barbed wire and the fire was kind of encroaching on the barbed wire. So it was like this huge emergency. And you know, we only had like what, uh, five, 10 minutes left in the episode. And it's like the, we are down to the wire folks. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Rita, some people would see an episode of television like this and they would say, this writing is the product of an unstable childhood. I would say this is the product of a man who misses his mother and hasn't talked to her in, oh gosh, uh, 27 years? Hmm. Well, when did he emancipate himself? Uh, let's see. Born in... He was born in what? What did you say? Eighty four. What is that? What nineteen eighty four? According to okay, that's uh, according to IMDb, that is when your son was born. I lost the birth certificate, so I have no other way of knowing. So he's so, thirty four years old, and if he emancipated himself uh, twenty seven years ago, mm-hmm, that's right. Just doing some mental and math. Whenever, he, he would have emancipated himself at seven. Oh, does that sound right? Was that it twenty eight right. years then? Ah, uh, he was six when he emancipated himself. I believe he was just about to start the first he put grade. His foot down. On his birthday cake, and was like, I'm out of here. And that hurt so much to hear from that cute, flat tushed little boy. What had happened, what had happened is that he, uh, he was given a, uh, well, t- he wasn't credited, uh, but he did some writing on the second Back to the Future. Oh. Uh-huh. Which one is that? I heard they had a, uh, a veritable sweatshop of little kid writers on that movie cranking out. He lost a lot of weight on that show. The 80s were a different time. It was a different time. They didn't, we didn't know back then. There were no child labor laws. Mm -mm. It was so hard. He, he fled away. He ran away to California and then he got, he got picked up and plopped down into this uh, writing brigade. That's what, oh Yeah. And that's what happens uh, when you run right into the arms of the Hanks family. Oh, those freaks. Those freaks. Those big bottom freaks. Letting our son turn into a Hollywood writer's big bottomed writing brigade. You know, when I watched The Usual Suspects, I said, That's Morgan. That's Morgan. Your son wrote one of the uh the all time greatest twists in film history? That's right. Mm-hmm. He did. But you know what? Uh upon further research, he didn't actually write the twist. He just wrote the part that he had a limp. That was really all that he That makes sense, because that's not dialogue. I also mm-hmm. heard that he wrote the song, the fictional bop, That Thing You Do, for uh, Tom what Hanks' directorial debut. Well, or at least he wrote the moves for it. Boom, pop, pop, boom, pop, boom, pop, pop, boom, pop, You doing that thing you do. Breaking my heart into a million pieces Like you always do And you don't mean to be cruel Never even knew about the heartache I've been going through And I try and try to forget you, girl But it's just so hard to do Every time you do that thing you do, da 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 da. I know all the games you play, 
And I'm gonna find a way to let you know know that that you'll be mine someday. Cause we we be happy, can't you see? see? If you only let me be the one to hold you. And keep Keep you here here with me. And it hurts me so just to see you go around with someone new. Every time you do that thing you do. Da 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 da. I don't ask a lot, girl. But I know one thing's for sure. Yes, sir, I'm gonna. um hate to be a buzzkill, but I was talking to Mike earlier today and he was, you know, Mike from the impound lot. And he was telling me that he thinks that the reason that we can't pay to have our trailer towed out of the impound lot is that we are paying hand over fist for all this intellectual property we are using every episode. What if we just changed every word in the song and just redid it right now? Wait, but what if I'm doing it as a parody? I don't, I, my, you know... What if we say it with accents? Does that change it? I am not a lawyer. I anal. But as far as I understand, I I don't know if that helps. That was against the law? That was a parody. Something that beautiful is against the law? Here's what I know is against the law. Tom Hanks is a piece of shit. Piece of garbage. You're, you, and you're not going to get any complaint from me on that one because we are paying so much money for airing Sully in its entirety to our premium subscribers, the audio of it, at the end of our last episode. Wow. And Sorry. Tom Hanks personally sent us a cease and desist. The, the most troubling part about that thing you do really is about the fact that it's just really a, the song in the movie about the, about the fact that Tom Hanks stole our son from us. Speaking of legal troubles, at the end of this episode, they're a bunch of rich kids, and uh, so their rich parents hire Mark Briggs, our heroic lawyer, to defend them. And wow, what a moral quandary! It's like he it, he is, um, you know, dedicated to the truth and to justice and the American way, and the troops and the troops, and uh, he loves the troops and he loves justice. And these kids don't deserve it for underage drinking and for lighting a house on fire and for getting stuck on barbed wire uh, and for beating up a minion. I liked his suit made out of pinstripe camo. Oh, boy, isn't he hot as hell? Yeah, and then hot his hell. dress shirt had that ab, the, the ab cut out. Oh. He's on our list, I gotta tell you. Now, what list would that be? On our list of if we could get him alone in a in a room together, consenting, consenting, signing a release form to release all his emissions. Yeah, I think you're picking up what we're stepping in. Absolutely, I am picking it up right from under your foot as you step in it. I'm loving. I'm living. I'm picking mm-hmm, it up. Mm-hmm. And that would be Tay Diggs or Mark Briggs if he decided to go as Mark Briggs. Ooh, a little role play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so if he. So if he was playing, I was gonna say, if he was playing Mark Briggs, who would you both play? Oh man, uh, probably Jiminy Glick, uh, <laughs> the Martin Short uh, picture from the oh I know two thousands. Oh, we are familiar with it. We we uh, we played the Spanish dub of that at the end of our third episode to our listeners. My Reddit name is Jiminy Glick sixty nine in its totality. <laughs> Rita, wh- wh- who would you be? I'd probably be uh, Janine Garofalo from Mystery Men. Uh, yeah, that Ooh. one. Yeah, she's tough. 
Wait, which one is she, which mystery man is she? She's a mystery woman for starters, uh, and she's a bowler chick. Would you bring the bowling ball? If you like. And I would play that bowling ball. <laughs> I'm doing a missions test right now, and the missions are high. Gotta open a window. It's getting hot in here. Uh, so he is hired to take care of these kids and to kind of get them off and to... And boy, does he get them off. Hey. Boy, does he get hey, them off. come on. We're actually writing a, a fan fiction of people that we would have emissions with. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're interested. Oh, very interested. Uh, Ben's a huge fanfic guy. I mostly just, I just mostly read and copy edit for him. Um, but we'll if, deliver it to you. If I could emit, Im- if I could get an emission from, thank any- you. I do only take my fanfiction in hard copy as Sarah knows, because she read my fanfiction from under the bed. Well, she's your copy editor. Yeah. I'm your copy editor. What are you working on? Oh, I'm not working on any fan fiction. I was just going to say uh, that if I, like my list, my list of folks, like if I were in a relationship or something and I got like a hall pass, uh, it would be Dylan Sprouse and Cole Sprouse for sure at the top of that list. And that's same for you, like same as for you. It would be like them as themselves or them as in character as Colton and Dylan. What's your list, Ben? My... If you were in a relationship and you had a hall pass, who would you spend it on? I think you could just say people you'd like to sleep with. I think that's shorter. Relationship or not, just go for it. No, it's pretty specific to like if you were in a relationship oh, uh, and like this would be like... Oh, I understand. Th- yeah. So like they would have to give you permission and that's what a hall pass is. Oh, okay. I see. And it, it would be it'd be is more Is it only fun. a hall pass if you're a woman? No, it's, it's a hall pass that's a gender neutral. Yeah. Ben, who's your hall pass? These halls take both kinds of feet walking down them. I would take... It's a uh, Paul Simon lyric. Yeah, I love Graceland. I don't think we should sing Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes because that seems like it might be another expensive gambit. <laughs> yeah. These halls have both kinds of feet walking down them. Do, 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 do. And these halls have both kinds of feet walking through these halls. Do, 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 do. We mow it. Oh, we mow it. Anyway, um, Mario Lopez. Batali. Oh. Mario Lopez Batali. He was a guy. Mario Lopez Batali. There was a Mexican-Italian deli on the corner by my last apartment run by the Lopez Batali family. Okay. And Mario Lopez Batali was their consigliere. <laughs> who uh, gave them business advice, handled all their business dealings. It wasn't a mob outfit, uh, but he kind of called himself that. Uh, yeah. He would, he would always say... Um, it's kind of fun. Well, he's a mob outfit. Yeah. Uh, Mario Lopez Batali, MLB, mob outfit. Weird guy. He's a weird guy. <laughs> uh, he's a weird guy. Wore fleeces all the time. Um, like even in the summer? Wore fleeces all summer. I think he had a skin thing. Uh, oh, psoriasis. Some kind of skin condition. Eczema? Yeah, something. I don't know. Uh, maybe as far as I know, I don't know if he had any skin. He always had a, he would always wear his face wrapped up. Uh, a real raw boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would want to haul past just because I want to know what's under there. All what's that un- raw skin? What's under there? What are you- a real exploratory project. What are you hiding under there? Anyway, 
He was just the first person I thought of. Wait, would you suck him off or you just look at his skin? <laughs> yeah, I just want to see what's under there. And, uh, you know, whatever I find under there, just kind of suck it off. I sort of felt like you meant like emotionally what's like under there. Like one of there. those fish that eats off the toes of the hippopotamus, you know, just like nibbles on them. I know about it. And That'd be something you'd do. People pay a hefty fee to get that kind of treatment. Tell me about it. Yeah. But Mario oh, Lopez Batali is going to be getting it for free. You're the, you're the fish anyway. sucking at the teat of Mario Lopez Batali's... Um, raw skin. Anyway, Paul, if you're out there, your mommy and daddy are looking for you. They're really sad that you're gone. They miss you. We'd appreciate if you'd stop writing about us on the It'd show. It'd be nice if you painted us in a nicer, brighter light. Now, who would you two say that you were supposed to be in tonight's episode? I was the girl dead on the fence. I know that mm-hmm. for a fact. She was absolutely 100% made up to look uncannily like you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, down to the dimples. When the handheld camera came over and did that close-up with her, I mean, the bags were heavy. And the tummy and the, was rumbling. It was a roaring. It was roaring. Yeah. Uh, so, Francis, I, who were you? Well, I was going to say, Rita, I also felt like uh, there was a little bit of you in the, uh, the coked-up uh, cheerleader Running down the street? That seemed like a little bit of haywire mischief you would have gotten into in the early 80s. Yeah, it looked like he was trying to replicate my breasts. when You know, when she was topless, running down the street. He always knew I was self-conscious about one just pointing left. She did the Jack Black bit from the movie Orange County where she ripped her clothes off as she was running. And she said, I'm ripping my clothes off so I can run faster. Oh, yeah. And I think it's, uh, speaking of hall... Speaking of hall passes, it's nice that this uh, network drama was able to show... Uh, full-on tits. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They were flipping and flopping, and, sh- and she was ripping and roaring. Yeah. How fun. How tasteful. I think that I, uh, I was, um, I was Mardi Gras. Um, the aforementioned Mardi Gras. I believe that I, he would, Paul, Morgan, uh, would envision me as a uh, murderous outsider to go to, uh, to go to a high school party, um, because that sort of happened one time. But uh, he showed up to one of Morgan's high school parties. So you haven't spoken in. Uh, so Rita, you haven't spoken with him in 28 years. But Francis, you've you've spied been on him. Ah. Oh yeah, we drive around a lot. Sure. Uh, you know, sure. he's a good seeker and finder. I just hope he goes on a mission and uh, comes home safe and uh, he brings home my baby. Mm-hmm. I want to say I think you are Mardi Gras because Mardi Gras, Francis. Once all the same amount of syllables. Oh wow, that's clever. Mar, D, Fran, Sis, Gra, Once checks out. Absolutely, it mm-hmm. does check out. Mm-hmm. It does check out. So just to wrap up this episode, sorry Ben, did you want me to wrap up the episode? Please do. Okay, great. So uh, yeah, they hire Mark Briggs. He's super conflicted. He doesn't want to help them. And Samantha Bolts kind of sweeps in and is like, "Hey, I want these kids." I want these kids to be an example so that kids stop having parties. So you gotta, you gotta flub the case and you gotta screw up. And he, you know, has a lot of heart for Samantha and they have this, they've been, this romance has kind of been, uh, uh, boiling and great chemistry, roiling and toiling. And, uh, you know, and it's almost like I thought they were going to kiss, but then they didn't kiss because, they locked eyes a half inch apart, and he said, I've never flubbed a case. Right. And it just kind of ended there, and we don't really know what happened. It was a cliffhanger. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to continue it in the next episode, because it seems like kind of inconsequential. 
the last shot of the episode had them facing down like UFC fighters on a title card. Yeah. Yeah. And I just if I ca- recall, not the first time that the show has used that imagery. No, they do it a lot, mm-hmm. and and like every other time they use it, I am sitting and I am doing laps and claps, and I am saying, "Kiss, kiss, kiss." I, I start. It gets me jimmering and simmering and really going. Yeah, it gets me jizzing and tizzing, baby. Oh boy. Do you remember what happened between Terrence and Terry? Oh, in the webisode. Yeah. It was so tense. They were just staring over the teeth. Oof. And then one of them had the, the sweat just dripped down their brow and hit the table and it simmered and steamed. And I was like, How did you do that? And yeah. people said that Keith Richards and Mick Jagger couldn't act. Mm-hmm-hmm. Give them some lines, I'm telling you. Give them some lines. And take off the air conditioning while you're at it because boy, oh boy, do those boys need to sweat. Yeah, yeah like they a, didn't give them any lines in that webisode either. They were just, it was just all, it was all sweat. It was all f- physical Yeah, acting. very Kubrickian where they just put them into like horrible conditions because they're geniuses and they're like allowed to do mm-hmm. that for some reason. And there was a waltz playing over the whole thing, which was sort of gave it this kind of uh, really unsettling vibe. Yeah, yeah. This show can really uh, break, break boundaries. Yeah. Anyway, that just about brings us to uh, our break as well. Yeah. Isn't that right? I would love to take a break. Hey, you hero-loving freaks. This is Sarah from Please Save Me. Uh, We just wanted to say that our sponsor for this week's episode is you. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, that helps us get to the top of the podcast charts, and uh, you would be our hero. If you do rate and review the show, we might uh, give you a little shout-out. We want to thank Gmoney11211 for their review, Five Stars, I'd Watch This Show. And listening to this podcast is probably better than the f- fake show could ever be. This is the real deal. Well, not sure what you're talking about, Gmoney, but thanks anyway. Yeah, thanks, Gmoney, and let's get back to the episode. Hey there, Hero Heads. It's time for another one of our patented segments. I want you to go... (laughs) Yeah, this is our intellectual property, you fucker. Suck it, Hanks. Suck it, Hanks, and... Suck it, Hanks. Suck it and fuck it, fuck it, Chet Hayes. You can suck and fuck this segment, Hanks, and uh, we are hoping that uh, Tom will use this uh, segment in Captain Phillips 2 because we would like to see some of those sweet, sweet royalties. It's time for another round of quick hits. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight joker. Francis and Rita, you two know how this game is played, but I'm going to go ahead and give you a little refresher anyways, uh, in case we have any new listeners out there in listener land uh, who are new to the Chicago Heroes community. Uh, Quick Hits is one of our oldest, most favoritist segments, uh, and it's going to have four parts, so uh, get ready. Uh, The first part is the shit list, so we're going to be looking for somebody who's on your shit list. Uh, The second part is the hit list. We're going to be looking for your favorite song of the episode, or somebody from the show that you would hit on if you were sharing a pint down at Sulligan's and how you would do it. Uh, and then third, uh, some call it third base, some call it uh, trace, some call it trois. I call it the third segment of this, <laughs> the third part of this segment. That's the dish list where you can share some hot gossip or a favorite family recipe. And finally, the wish list, which is self-explanatory. What do you want from Amazon Prime? Uh-huh. 
So first up, we're going to be going to uh, my illustrious co-host, Sarah Black, uh, and we're going to be looking for who's on your shit list today. I'm a joker. Well, this one's pretty easy. I uh, have been rewatching Friends, and Rachel Green is on my shit list. I think she's a bad character, and I think she's the least funny out of all of them, and I think Monica's way better. Locked and loaded. Lock it mm. in, keep it tight, get it right. Rachel Green, you are on the shit list, and as usual, uh, as is the rules, you are never allowed to come on this show. You know who my favorite is? is Chandler. I learned about sarcasm from him. He's so good. Could he be any more of a good character? I guess if they wrote more of him in the episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, Rita, who is on your Shit list. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, no doubt. Hate him. That man will not come to Toledo, Ohio for any kind of guest experiences. I'm sick of it. I want to meet the man in person. So if he's not coming to Toledo, he needs to go fuck himself. And we want to thank you for coming all the way from Toledo to record this episode. We appreciate it. And I don't want to speak for anybody else here, but I thought Moana was terrible. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you are not allowed on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And Sarah is mouthing at me, what, what, what? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've been standing at the edge of the water long as I can remember. It's a song from Moana. Yeah, I know. Wait, do you really think... I don't like any movie that suggests that God or gods are real. Did you enjoy May- Did you enjoy Thor? I hated Thor. I hated Thor. I hated Thor. I did like the sexual parody, Thor Shagnarok. Loved Thor Shagnarok, because Ooh. every time that they were shagging and they were about to blow, they went, God's not real. God's not real. God's not real. Yeah, that made me randy, baby. There's only one movie that I've ever watched, and that is the uh, Real Time with Bill Maher movie. (laughs) That's the only movie you've ever watched? (laughs) The only movie that I have. (laughs) Have you watched the sexual parody of that one? Uh, uh, Squeal Time with Bill Maher? (laughs) Yes, I, uh, I have watched Squeal Time with Bill Maher. Two movies. That's a movie that you really feel more than you watch it. more art pieces than I'd say anything. People say that pornography is something that you know it when you see it. And I'll tell you, the way that Squeal Time with Bill Maher made me feel, I know that that was art. A real emission piece. It was a real emission piece. I understand what you're saying. And an admission piece. Bill Maher admitted in it that he's the smartest man in the world. Wow. Took some guts, huh? And I believe him. Took some guts, real guts. Anyway, Rita, you were saying Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, absolutely, Dwayne, you're never allowed on this podcast. You're not welcome here, Dwayne. You are not welcome here. Any of the other people from Moana? Yeah, Jermaine Clement, you're welcome to come on the show. Oh my gosh, can we bring that man into this room? I think that would really turn things on. I think that might be for later is in the segment. Is, is he a hall pass? Double hall pass. A double hall pass. Whoa. Francis, who's on your shit list? Um... So I think you'll be all right with this one because uh, you're not going to lose any guests, I'm pretty sure. But uh, Kira Knightley's character from Bend It Like Beckham. Oh, yeah. What a horrible influence on that young girl. And she lost so much credibility with her family. All because Kira Knightley's, uh, you know, uh, what, what's wiles? Is that what they call it? Wiles? Feminine wiles. Soccer wiles. And it does make you wonder, should women play soccer? 
Yes. We can all agree, yes. As long as it doesn't break up a family. You hear that, Tom Hanks? Yeah, do you hear that, Tom? Why don't you put Bend It Like Beckham 3 on the shelf? Why don't you get bent, Tom Hanks? We both know that Big was about how you stole my son from me. Quit acting like a little cowboy toy. There's no snake in your boot, and there's no heart in your chest. You stole Francis' son from him and made him into a man. A man that does not answer our phone call. Well, that is locked and loaded. Uh, yeah. Bend it like Beckham character. You are never coming on the show. Uh, ben, who's on your shit list? Jermaine Clement. I'm sorry, what? Oh. Jermaine Clement. Can you say it right at least if you're gonna? Rita. Jermaine Clement. Jermaine. Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement, here. you're on my sheet I'm here. list. Jermaine I'm here. Clement, you're on my sheet list. You should have made more episodes of Flight of the Concords, huh? But you only made present two or three or four. I don't know how many you have secret sitting on shelves somewhere, huh. waiting to see the light of day. But I'd like to see them, and now I never will because you can't come on the shoe. Present. Present. Well, it sounds like you really like his work. Sounds like you might have some difficult emotions that you might want to unpack about it. A number of therapists have told me that my anger is jealousy. One of the seven deadly sins. So, uh, he's locked and loaded. Jemaine, uh, would have loved to have you on the program, but, uh, them's the rules, baby. Jermaine, if you'd like to come to Toledo. To have sex with me and my wife, Rita? We can do that. The three of us could have sex. Jermaine, go ahead and go to pleasesaveme.com and you can sign up for your hall pass with offer code GETBOOKTWICE. <laughs> so this next one, it, this next game in our lightning fast segment is uh, the hit list. And that is uh, either a, a, your favorite song from the episode or if uh, you... Uh, who from the show you would hit on if they were sharing a pint with you at Solgan's and then you also say, have to say, how would you hit on them? And I'm just going to go around the horn here and uh, Ben, going to start it off with you. I'm a smoker. If I was going to hit on somebody the, from the episode, I would have to say it would be Anthony Hopkins who played Mardi Gras. Uh, and I would probably... Uh, sidle up to him and I would say I'd like to have a quiet night in with you some fava beans and a nice Chianti that's nice I've tried it before with Anthony Hopkins or just in general I ran into there was a Anthony Hopkins impersonator and I tried that one on him and he responded swimmingly what did he say so I have a feeling it would work he said uh our time he said our time is up uh That'll be $18. Chianti uh, is a nice wine. And if you'd like a second print of the caricature, um, come to think of it, I don't think that that went so well. Anyway, you got a caricature anyway out of it. That uh, that's nice. locked and loaded. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> uh, locked and loaded. <laughs> uh, all right, Francis, moving on to you. Song or person you'd hit on? Uh, from this episode, certainly, I would. I would. I would hit on, I would saddle up to uh, uh, Travis Zipcar, uh, as played by Timothy Chalamet. Um, and I think the, what I would say is, hey, how old are you? Is this okay? Because I'm not sure. I'm not sure about him or his character. And 
the answer to that question would really determine how the rest of the the rest of the conversation would go. And he would probably say the same thing that seemed to be the only thing he said all episode, which was honk honk, I'm a little car. Honk honk, I'm a little car. Travis. Zoom, he, zoom. One of those you classic tease. Chicago heroes characters. That Chicago feeling, that baby. That Chicago feeling. Timothy Chalamet? Uh, no, he's uh, he's legal. Oh, great. Then I would say Timothy Chalamet. Let's get a Chianti up in here. I think he's 22. And speaking of legal, uh, go ahead and uh, use offer code GETFUCKTWICE to uh, get a discount on LegalZune. Uh, get all your... <laughs> That's legal zoom. <laughs> that is that is legal zoom by Microsoft. And go ahead and use offer code get fucked twice, and we will expand the capacity on that legal zoom so that it can hold two MP3s. And speaking of legal stuff, I'm gonna as a notary public, I'm gonna stamp that one and say, uh, Travis Zipcar, you are in the annals of history. <laughs> I am not a lawyer, but you are in the annals of history. Locked and loaded. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, move it, moving around. Click, click, boom. Uh, Timothy, you dog. <laughs> All right, we uh, ruff, 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 I know you said that Paul doesn't like dialogue, but there was a lot of animal sounds in this episode. I'm just reconnecting that there were a lot of these kids that seemed to primarily kind of communicate through sort of grunting and groaning. He was nonverbal to his four and a half. Little known fact, he mostly spoke in dog sounds. And as soon as he could speak, he said, Get me out of here. And if first, you think about it, those were his first, first full words. sentence right there. And if you think about it, being raised by the Hanks family is more or less being raised by wolves. So, uh, Rita, Rita, what, what who's your who's your hit? What or what's your hit? My hit? Favorite song from the episode or somebody that you would sidle up to at Sulligan's. So you know that part in the episode where Mark Ruffalo's on the phone and he's frantically calling and he's on the phone he says, "Where's my child? Where's my child?" He's calling to 911, and he's frantic. But other than that, he's steamy, because the air conditioning is not on in that house. No. If I could saddle up to that heartbroken man and be like, do you want to play house? How about you play the doors, and I can slam you? Has Rita always been Great. a grief chaser, Francis? Oh, I don't know. It sounds like you're attracted to him for the same reason that you're attracted to me. I'm constantly on the car phone with the police saying, where's my son? Where's my son? I'm in DeVille. I'll drive anywhere. Where's my son? All right. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. <laughs> uh, so. Boom. You sound just like our boy. Sarah, who's on your hit list? Uh, uh, my hit list uh, is uh, the, uh, I would have to go with the uh, the brilliant actresses who played Tamara and Yesterda L and Dakota Fanning. Tamara and Yesterda Warbucks. Yep. And uh, I wouldn't even buy him a beer at Sullivan's. I'd just hand him a, a couple of club sodas and I wouldn't even hit on him really. I'd just say, I love your work. <laughs> and then I would pick up their club sodas and 
<laughs> then I would say, okay, what t-shirt contest <laughs> contestant? Oh, now you're speaking my language. But here's the thing. The only contestant is me. me. <laughs> oh, that is Locked a, and loaded. That is a classic Sarah Black move. You guys... <laughs> Wow. You guys should see it. Every every night before bed, we're rolling out our bedrolls. We're unrolling our bedrolls in the trailer. She pours club soda all over herself. <laughs> uh, click. Boom. <laughs> well, that brings us to the uno, dos, tres, cinco, 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 seis segment of this quick hits game, which is... This lightning fast. That brings us to the offspring-sponsored Uno Dos Trace Cinco 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 Seis section of Quick Hits. Uh, the uh, the third segment of this game brought to you by all the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy, the dish list. So we're going to go ahead and have every contestant share a hot piece of gossip or a tasty family recipe. So, Francis, let's go to you first. Uh, what do you got for us? Some hot goss or a tasty dish? I'm a midnight joker. Uh, well, I'll share this with you. Uh, Morgan, Paul, is uncircumcised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was just, that was the whole gossip? I thought that was the start of a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the start of a recipe. What um, does this num, num, kid num, num, need num. to eat to keep his vitality up? Okay, well, that piece of gossip is locked and loaded. Let's go ahead and go to Rita. Tell us, uh, what do you know about your son's penis? Or a recipe. What do you guys want from me? Crotch talk or crockpot talk? Let's do a little crock talk. <laughs> So what I do is I start with a, a bunch of lye and a little bit of fat and tallow uh, and uh, some acid, and I throw it in a crock pot for a good long time. And then I, and I throw it into some, some cute-shaped molds, maybe like flower shapes, and I put some scents in there, maybe like a lavender or a, a, a ginger. And as soon as they're done, I pop them out of little molds and I stick them straight into my son's mouth. Yeah, I had to start making homemade soap because my son's mouth is so freaking dirty. We ran out of soap. We ran out of soap. The boy does not have a mind to for dialogue, but there were a lot of cusses in tonight's episode. A lot of cusses. Uh, people said that cussing may be his love language, but I don't think so because I think love languages are a lie. He was a clean boy. He was covered in soap all the time. Locked and loaded. Clean up that tiny ass. <laughs> Clean your Aru. little butt. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sarah, that goes to you for uh, the dish list. Mm -hmm. So we either need to hear a little bit of juicy gossip or get a favorite family recipe. All right, I wasn't going to do this to you, Ben, but the, I'm going to do some gossip and it's going to be some crotch talk. Ooh. Ben doesn't have a butthole. What? You weren't supposed to say anything. I had my butthole surgically sewn up to see if I could poop out of my penis. <laughs> and? The science is still not there yet. Also, I was going to share my mom's recipe for Mama's Confetti, which is... Ooh, um, double when you, dip. Double dip. That's great. Um, when you just take a bunch of shredded iceberg lettuce and then you stick it in the freezer and you freeze it overnight and then you take it out... And then you put a jar of Hellman's mayo on it and then um, just some pimento cheese. 
Mama's confetti. Oh, that's fun. That sounds so delightful. Yep, try shitting that out of your dick. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you fart out of a tube? I do fart out of my mouth. I do fart out of my mouth. I think it's called a burp. I think and it's called every a burp. time I fart, I poop. You poop out of your mouth? I do fart out of my mouth, and every time I fart, I poop. <laughs> Wait, that, you, the trick is you have to try to vocalize it because that hides it. If you if you voc if you learn if you learn to make vowel sounds if you learn to make vowel and consonant sounds with it, I, people won't notice. <laughs> yeah, he's farted out his mouth like seven times during this recording. Take a look in the Seven Eleven bag. It's full of farts. It's full of it's full of solid farts. Wow, solid farts, as I like to call them. I can see what words you were saying when you said it. <laughs> All right, uh, to continue this super quick segment. I'm going to throw it over to Ben super for the dish. Super quick. <laughs> I'm going to throw it over to Ben for the dish list. One billion hits served. <laughs> what? Super fast. One billion, over one billion hits served. Uh, uh, the dish. <laughs> super. We've had, uh, we've had cock talk, and we've had crotch talk, and we've had crock talk, but we've, have we had K-R-O-C crock talk? Over one billion hits served. <laughs> call, me the, <laughs> call me the founder, because I found some juicy gossip for you. Uh, what is happening? These are all McDonald's jokes. What, you don't get McDonald's jokes? Oh, Ray Kroc! Ah! You guys don't get McDonald's jokes? I understand. You're listening to the McPod. If you go to McDonald's and say, that Chicago feeling, get fucked twice, you'll get a McDouble. There were a lot of teens doubling and bubbling in tonight's episode. Toiling and troubling. Weren't there a lot of teens toiling and troubling in tonight's episode? Anyway, um, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and share my uncle. I forgot we were on this one. I'm going to go ahead and share my Uncle Ned's uh, recipe for New York-style hot pork. Uh, That's uh, New York-style hot pork, which is, uh, take a Ziploc bag. Uh, It's got to be one of the slidey kinds. Uh, Go ahead and take a pork chop, uh, slap that in there with some Miracle Whip and uh, and, uh, Hungarian paprika and uh, crumbled crumbled sun chips, sunnies as Ned likes to call them. Slide that shut and slap it in the dishwasher and (laughs) run that motherfucker. That sounds delicious. I have always called foreskin New York style hot pork. You too? Oh my God. And I've never had any. And Ned said that this was a recipe that came from the depression when you weren't able to get your hands on authentic New York style hot pork. And if, if I don't have a dishwasher, should I just in the sink and then hang it from the line? Or, You know, you can really cook it any which way. This recipe is open to interpretation. It's going to be best if you can run that dishwasher <laughs> if you really want to have yourself oh, a one-man oh, potluck. Oh, we have a clothes washer. Can we use a clothes washer? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Make in sure a, you throw <laughs> some suds in there. In a pinch, throw some suds in there. Run that baby on low with a... Put, on it, the, on put no your whites sp- in there. <laughs> no spin. Let's continue this quick... The super quick game. Quick. Uh, fast and furious. <laughs> that does bring us to um, 
the uh, the Connect Four sponsored fourth segment of the Quick Hits, which is the wish list. Uh, we're going to go around the horn here and uh, just go ahead and get a just a quick one word, no description answer on what do you want from Amazon Prime, and uh, uh, just no spaces in your answer. I'm a joker. Who's first? Who's on second is what I say. Uh, I'm yesterday. I'm Tamara. Knock, knock. I'm the police. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, caramba. <laughs> anyway, we are going to go to Rita first on this one. Uh, Rita, anything and everything that you want from Amazon Prime. and A pregnancy pillow. Okay, and we have ordered that for you. That is locked and loaded. <laughs> It's nice to remember, like, when you were pregnant, because they were so small, you could control them. And the rest of that answer is, unfortunately, not going to Uh, count. Uh, So we are going to have to cancel that order. We are going to have to cancel that order. Oh, Oh, Rita, it's okay. We can... Can you get a pregnancy pillow with your turn? Now, Francis, what would you like from Amazon Prime? And remember, this is a... Well, you remember the rules. Why don't you go ahead? Theremin. And that is locked and loaded. Now, why do you want that theremin, Francis? And he is holding his hands up in a you-can't-trick-me gesture. Way to go, Francis. Very smart. Smartest player that we've ever had in the game. Eat a dick. A real Albert Einstein of the wish list. Many have tried. A few mm-hmm. have failed. Now, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go ahead and go to me. <laughs> okay. Season one DV. Oh, I fucked up. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead. That is locked and loaded. <laughs> we are not going to go ahead and get me that season one DVD. What, was, what was the show now that it's not coming anyways? I did want the season one DVD of Hollywood Squares. <laughs> oh, fun. I was looking for that season one DVD of Hollywood Squares because I read on a forum that they reused the questions and I'm trying to win that cash. Let's go <laughs> Let's go ahead and take it to my uh, ingenious co-host, Sarah Black. Sarah, what would you like from Amazon Prime? Uh, a director's chair and on the back of it, it says <laughs> Chicago's greatest hero. And we are going to go ahead and put that order in for you. You're going to be getting that chair any minute now, Sarah. Great play. Nice move. Way to go. Locked and loaded. The wolf dead. Let's go ahead and gonna do that for us for quick hits. Let's go ahead and go to our penultimate segment here. Many call it second to last. Few call it are you looking up penultimate to make sure you used it correctly? I was, uh, I just uh, spaced off. My butthole got backed up. Anyway, uh, many call it second to last. Few call it the rescue report, but that is what we call it. As you all know, this is my favorite segment of the show where we get to tally up the folks who were saved by our heroes. And uh, the body count is high for this one, like in a good way. A lot of uh, people getting their karmic, karmic death in this episode. Yeah, a lot of deaths, a lot of but a lot, lot of, of lives. Yeah, a lot of teen bullies getting sliced up on barbed wire, and <sighs> a lot of and a lot of good good girls and boys uh, getting get, laid for the first time. Getting laid, getting saved. 
so I, out of the party, I would say probably, I mean, what? There had to be like 300 people at that party. And mm-hmm. I would say easily half of them died and half of them lived. So like 150, if you split it up right down the middle. 150 saved. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're a glass half full kind of guy. Oh, this is the rescue report. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not mourn those who have fallen. No one mourns the wicked. Something wicked this way comes, and those 150 nerdy boys and girls that were saved, they were... Nutty! Coming and thrumming. <laughs> <laughs> Jizzing and skizzing, baby. Anyway, uh, that was about everyone who was saved tonight. In, uh, uh, the, oh, there's some other people saved in the episode. Rita and Francis, did you guys spot anybody else that got saved in the episode? I remember that one parent who was so distraught that they were about to close the garage on themselves. And then the neighbor came by because he wanted to borrow something, and he opened it. Just like lying on the ground right under the garage door with it slowly coming down on them like a slow-motion guillotine. And their <laughs> Off neighbor, with their head. Neighbor, yeah, and they kept, they were going, French <laughs> boys. Yeah. yeah. Wee wee. French boys. Uh, yeah, maybe that was a little nod to the... Uh, to the French uh, baby bummy boy uh, contingent. Uh, who knows with Paul, you know? Who knows? You can never tell with Paul. He is uh, kind of a symbologist in his writing. I do want to say one more, or actually I should say four more people who are saved, and that's all of us. All of us. Wow. And that's been the rescue report. Wee-hoo, <laughs> Uh, so I think it's just time for our final, our ultimate segment. We've reached the peak of Mount Save Me, and we're at the summit, and we're about to plant our flag in it, and the flag is next week on. And as usual, we were not able to uh, watch the next week on part of this episode, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately. However, tonight, I'm actually, honestly, maybe you can hear it in my voice. I'm smizing right now. I have serving looks never felt less upset that we didn't get to see the next week on Hardy and Ed, uh, our good new buddies from the impound lot, uh, welcomed us into their El Camino and they had sort of a dash. They had a dash cam that was rigged up to project the episode. Out and of they it. were playing dashboard confessional. They were playing dashboard confessional. Um, we were hands we, down we, the best night of my life. We were driving around delivering DoorDash orders while we were watching it. Uh, so it was a little hard to pay attention because they really hang tight with those curves. Yeah, and I mean, watching a bumpy episode in a bumpy uh, lowrider. Who is it? Hey, it's Hardy. Oh, uh, hey, Hardy. Uh, Come on in. Ed. Ed as well. Oh, Ed, yeah, come on in. We were actually just talking about tonight's episode of uh, Uh, Chicago Heroes. Ed Hardy, this is uh, Francis and Rita. Um, They are parents of of, uh, one of the writers on the show, on uh, Paul. Paul Chris Speak. I'm sure you're very familiar with Paul Chris Speak. He's very famous. <clears throat> yeah, in the credits, right before that, we were just actually saying that, um, you know, we, we caught the credits, but then right before the next week on segment. The TV flew out of the back of your El Camino and it got smashed everywhere. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Oh, no, it's not a big deal. You wouldn't know it by looking at you, Hardy, but you are a wild driver. Jeez, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just a demon on the road. You kept whipping around uh, Dead Man's Curve and then turning around and going back the other way. Uh, I can't slow down for nothing. Anyway, do you guys need anything? or? Yeah, why are you here? 
I just want to know if you want to jam. Mm. Oh, shit. Oh, is that tonight? Oh, yeah. We have our, we're doing two a days. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, and I don't know when. But we'll get together then. Song always reminds me of my son. Good time then. Wow. Smells like courage. Yeah. All right. All right. We're ready to do our cold open, but it's, we say it's cold, but we but are, are wise. It's going to be hot. Hot, hot, hot. hot, hot spicy hot, 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 open. Hot. <sighs> spicy. Uh, spicy. Tom- that's a spicy tomato. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Ha! <laughs>